Well, good afternoon, everybody. This undercard pay-per-view press conference for Paul versus Silva. I'm Brian Custer. I'm the host of Showtime Championship Boxing. And on Saturday, October 29th, Showtime pay-per-view, we're back. And we will be coming to you live from the Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix, and by the way, it is going to be a jam-packed fight card. The main event features the problem child, Jake Paul. He takes on one of the greatest combat fighters of all time, the Spider. Silva. That will be the main event of the evening. But it's going to be backed up with some undercard fights. And it will feature a teenage sensation, Ashton Silva, who's one of the newest fighters. Uh, to be signed to Jake Paul's most valuable promotions. He's unbeaten. All of his victories have come by knockout. He's going to be stepping up in competition, though, uh, taking on a young man from the Dominican who's already fought some of uh, the elite fighters of that division. Their fight is going to be scheduled for eight rounds at 133 pounds. Ashton Silva taking on Braulio Rodriguez. And you're also going to see Chris Avila. Uh, as a professional boxer, but of course a combat sports veteran that you guys know, both from the UFC, uh, from Bellator. He's a training partner as well of Nate Diaz. He's part of that signature member of that Nate Diaz army. Uh, You'll see him in action as well. And he's going to be taking on Dr. That's right. Uh, Dr. Mike Varshavsky. Licensed physician, social media influencer. In fact, I mean, his following is nearly 23 million followers. These gentlemen are going to be fighting at 185 pounds. It is scheduled for four rounds. Again, the event, all of this goes down Saturday, October 29th. It is Showtime pay-per-view from the Desert Diamond Arena, which is, of course, formerly uh, Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. It's going to be live on Showtime Pay-Per-View. The event is being co-produced by Showtime Pay-Per-View, Most Viable Promotions, MVP, which, of course, uh, a company that's been founded by Jake Paul and his business partner, Nikisa uh, Baderin. Uh, it is the pay-per-view broadcast distributed by Showtime Pay-Per-View. You can get your tickets right now. And they can be purchased at Ticketmaster.com. You're going to hear from all four of the fighters. I'm going to ask them some of the questions uh, about their fight. We're going to allow you, members of the media, to ask your questions as well. And you know the drill thus far. All you have to do is hit the raise your eye, uh, raise your hand icon there on this Zoom. Uh, we'll make sure uh, to, uh, to allow you to ask, answer, uh, ask your question to these fighters. Just identify yourself, uh, who you're with. And you can ask the fighters their questions. So let's start here with Chris Avila, Dr. Mike. Uh, We'll start with Dr. Mike uh, making his professional uh, fighting debut. Dr. Mike, if you would, I want to give you the floor first. Just give an opening comment from members of the boxing media and obviously the boxing public who are uh, listening and watching this. Uh, Your thoughts on taking on Chris Avila. Well, I'm extremely excited to be a part of this event, being on Showtime pay-per-view, obviously a dream for any fighter. Uh, And I realized uh, 
the blessing and the opportunity that I have in front of me. So I've been working extremely hard over the last year with my coaches, making sure that I'm putting in the valuable work while maintaining my day job as a physician. And I will say I do suspend that Hippocratic oath of do no harm when I step into the ring. But, you know, I, I respect the fight game. I incredibly respect Chris Avila, the work that he's put in as a combat veteran. You know, when I was younger, I would frequently throw around words of this fighter is not that good or this fighter is amazing. This guy's a bum. Being in the fight game to the small degree that I am now, I've realized the work that all fighters put in. So I have tremendous respect for everyone that steps into the ring. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Uh, let me again introduce Chris Avila. One one as a professional fighter, you know him from the UFC. You know him from Bellator, but he will be stepping into the ring on October 29th against Dr. Mike. Chris, I'll give you the floor. Give an opening comment. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. And uh, also, I'm excited to uh, fight on this fight card against uh, a good opponent and uh, showcase that I'm a real boxer and... Um, I'm just excited and uh, happy to uh, be able to fight on a good card, you know, and, and um, excited to go out there and put on a good show for you guys, for everybody. Fantastic. Uh, guys, let's talk about your fight a little bit before we get members of the media to ask you some questions. Chris, I'll start with you. Listen, you've been in the fight game a long time. You know the old saying, you, you can play football, you can play basketball, you can play baseball but you cannot play boxing. Uh, do you believe Dr. Mike is playing a dangerous game on October 29th? I believe he is. Uh, I'm not overlooking anybody. I'm not uh, ever, but I uh, like getting, getting, uh, you know, yeah, no. Yeah, it's a dangerous game. So shit, it's a fight game. So I'm ready. Uh, Dr. Mike, you heard him? Listen, I guess the, it begs the question. I mean, are you doing this because you really want to be a, a, a fighter or are you doing this for clout? 23, follower, 23 million followers in, um, very successful day job. Um, I'm doing this not only to motivate people to live to the top of their potential, uh, to sort of lead by example and show that you should take on challenges that you feel that you can accomplish, and this is a challenge that I've always wanted for myself. Uh, I fell in love with boxing 11, 12 years ago when my mom passed away. And I was really struggling to find ways to stay active, to stay healthy. And boxing became a passion of mine. I was doing it for a long time, mostly for fitness sake, which is what I actually recommend to my viewers. Not everyone needs to step in the ring in order to enjoy what boxing can deliver. Um, but since then, over the last year or two, I've been training very hard, sparring amateur, professional fighters. Uh, I understand this isn't a game. I know people can get very, very hurt. Uh, I'm a boxer. I'm a, not only a boxer, but also a doctor at the end of the day. So I know the dangers of what it's like to step inside that ring. Chris, what do you think this fight will do for your fighting career here now that you've, you know, put MMA aside and started the sweet science? What do you think this fight will do for your career? Uh you know, I think it's just another, this is the next step to, uh, it's going to line me up for better fights and, um, uh, the fights that I want and deserve. And, uh, you know, I plan on fighting 
real competition, real boxes after this fight, you know, get back to fighting and facing, fighting uh, real competition, you know, so, but I'll fight anybody at the end of the day. Um, so, um, you know, uh, why not take this fight? So, yeah, I believe this is going to line me up for some good fights and, yeah, exciting. Uh, Dr. Mike, a one and done for you, or do you see yourself uh, the first of many fights? Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. This is obviously my pro debut. Uh, I have had an exhibition fight earlier this year that I was comfortable in, but now I'm drastically stepping up uh, the quality of opponent that I'm going to be competing against. You know, Chris is a veteran in the fight game. He's never been knocked out. Um, he's a tough guy. He comes from a tough training camp. I didn't want to go in and have an easy fight and fight other YouTubers that don't have any training or don't have any experience. If I want to do this for real, I need to see what it's like. And this was a great opportunity. So I'm very grateful for Chris uh, for giving me this opportunity. Chris is almost one of these one of these kind of fights is a double-edged sword because, you know, you get the fight. But then again, people are going to look and say, boy, you better stop him. You got a guy who's a doctor has never fought before. If you get a win, that's great. But you didn't stop him. So I, I guess it begs the question here. Will we see a stoppage on October 29th? Yeah, I plan to I plan to uh, go in there and uh, look for a finish like I always do. So, yeah, it's whatever. I don't I don't give a fuck whatever one says or whatnot. We just we boxing, so we're not really fighting. I, yeah, I believe in myself that I can do whatever I want. So, yeah. And you also, you know, we talked about how you, you know obviously you're a, bit, you're a good friend, training partner of Nate Diaz. We saw Nate Diaz says, just like you, he wants to start boxing again uh, and, and focus solely on boxing. Do you see Diaz is just a boxer and looking at the winner of this Jake Paul fight and wanting to fight the winner of this, of the main event? Yeah, possibly. Nate, yeah, Nate's got options out there. So whatever he decides to do, he's going to do it. Yeah, possibly. Let's get members of the media. I know they, they are members of the media who want to ask you guys some questions. So let's do that. Uh, Mitch is here from our Showtime Communications Department. So, Mitch, if, if you would, uh, would you let allow members of the media to ask some questions uh, for Chris and Dr. Mike? Thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, members of the media, if you have a question, please raise your hand virtually. The first question will come from Lance. Pugmire of USA Today. Lance, go ahead. Dr. Mike, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I just, uh, you touched on it, but I, I wanted you to elaborate on it. Why would you start uh, your uh, fighting career against a professional? Well, I'd like to think that I started my boxing career uh, in May when I stepped into a main event, sold out main event, 10,000 people in the arena, over 100,000 pay-per-view buys um, against Ian. Uh, I did quite well. Uh, it was a five-round fight. The judges gave me every round. Um, and the quality of competition, I thought I could handle more. Um, it would be cool to fight YouTubers if I was interested to raise clout, to make money. That's not what this is about for me. Uh, in fact, I'm donating my entire fight pay from this fight to the Harlem uh, Boys and Girls Club of New York. Um, this is really so a challenge that I set for myself. And because of my respect for the fight game, I take quite seriously. 
And what makes you think you can win this fight against Chris? Honestly, it's my coach, uh, Thomas Baldwin, uh, ex-professional fighter who has really guided me in this journey. And what's interesting about our relationship, even though he's been training me for 10 years, I take care of his family as their physician. So he entrusts me with their lives. So I then entrust my life to him when stepping inside the ring. And he believes I'm ready. So I believe I'm ready. Great. Thank you so much. And Chris, I wanted to ask you, obviously, you're close to Nate. And um, like Brian was touching on, you know, Nate's involvement, investment in boxing is something that all of us are watching closely. Um, Can you see like a Nate Diaz promotions uh, becoming a thing in this sport? And, And I mean, has he communicated anything to you regarding, you know, his interest in fighting the winner of Jake Paul and Anderson Silva specifically? Yeah, he's got the, uh, we got real fighting coming uh, soon. So uh, that's going to be popping off for sure, for sure. So, uh, and I don't know who he's going to fight next. Uh, that's that's on him. Uh, I'm, just, I'm focused on my fight right now. So, yeah, he could fight whoever he wants. Great. You know, Jake Paul is part of this uh, dynamic, and we know that a lot of people too are going to be tuning into this pay-per-view to see a YouTuber get smashed, you know? Is that something that you want to accomplish here in your in your fight that to kind of teach these guys that look, they can't participate in the sport without receiving some real punishment? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, I'm just treating it like another fight, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I plan on just going out there and doing my thing and uh, getting the job done, coming home with the win. Great. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Lance. Appreciate it. Um, the next question will come from Tony Morrow. Tony, can you say which outlet you're representing? Thanks. Tony, go ahead. Tony, are you there? All right, let's move on. Let's go to Donna Corby. Donna, please say which outlet you're representing. Hey, Donna Corby from uh, the Daily Mirror here. Dr. Mike, obviously I was at your uh, your fight in Florida against uh, iDubs. You looked at times, because obviously the plan there was for you to do four threes um, in that fight. There was some controversy around that. You found out around two minutes into the first round that actually they're doing two minute rounds now. Uh, do you think that the, the three-minute rounds will be an advantage to you in this one? I think in that first fight, uh, the fact that the rounds were cut short was a tremendous advantage to my opponent because a- at every round, at the two-minute mark, I had him on the ropes thinking I had a minute left. I actually didn't realize that these were two-minute rounds until about the third or fourth round. And then somehow they added on another round, which I wasn't ready for, so we ended up doing five rounds. There's a lot of confusion there. Um, always difficult to handle that level of confusion coming into a first fight with 10,000 people in the arena. But I think having the three minutes will allow me to work at a pace that I've been accustomed to and feel really comfortable succeeding in. Uh, there's been a kind of a weird uh, feeling there. I mean, uh, obviously, you and you and Ian very respectful of each other after that fight in the ring. You definitely gave him his props because it wasn't a particularly close fight, but you know, he, he was able to get through it um, and, you know, uh, look look okay coming out of it. But he has not been super complimentary of you after the fact. He said you didn't bring it up to the event. 
uh, a lot of kind of underhanded comments. What have you made of his reaction to that event? I mean, I haven't had any actually bad interactions with Ian. Uh, him and I are still talking. Uh, I think what he, the event that he put on alongside his wife, Anissa, was fantastic. So I give him all the respect in the world. Uh, I, I know even for myself, losing is tough. And, you know, there's always going to be statements made after the fact. You know, I can only speak to my performance. I know I performed to the top of my abilities. It was clean. It was smart. Um, I really put a lot of damage into him, so I have to give him credit for having the chin uh, and the heart to stay within that fight. So I have nothing bad to say about Ian. <coughs> I hope Crater Clash 2 is even a bigger success. Last one for me, Chris. Uh, in your MMA career and your boxing career, you fought Anthony Taylor twice. You, you lost a very close decision the first time. You won a very close decision the second time. There are people on both sides who feel the first time maybe you had won, and they, those same people might say the second time maybe it went Anthony's way. Do you feel like you'll beat him once again before your career is gone? Probably not. Uh, I feel like I beat him twice. I, don't, I, I think he's just, nah, I'm all right. I'm good. All right. Thanks for that question. Now let's go to Damon Martin at MMAfighting.com. Damon, go ahead. First question is for uh, for Dr. Mike. Uh, everyone fights for a different reason, but we always hear a lot of stories in both mixed martial arts and boxing about guys who, you know, don't really have a choice. They grew up in fighting. This is what they do. Um, you are a doctor. You're a very successful businessman. You don't have to do this. So why? What What, what is the biggest motivation for you to want to actually step in there and do this professionally versus what you said earlier, just doing it for fun, doing it for fitness? Yeah, I could have easily continued in my boxing journey for fun and fitness. Uh, to me, this is about living to the top of my potential, which is something that I, I tell all my viewers to do. And if my coach is telling me that I'm capable of achieving certain goals, I have to believe him. Uh, and generally uh, speaking, I get a lot of joy being inside that ring. Uh, I can't imagine doing something else right now, uh, despite the fact that I'm working two, three days a week in the hospital, filming two, three days a week for the YouTube channel, uh, just launched a new podcast uh, with a new guest, Steve-O, coming on uh, next week that I'm really excited about. I still continue training twice a day, six days a week, just like any other professional, making sure I eat right, making sure I rest. And it's just a true passion that I have for the sport, respect that I have for the sport. Um, and I truly want to give my one last shot before uh, I age out of my uh, competitive fitness, if you will. You know, in, we know that you don't play fighting. You know, that's that's a real thing. You don't play fighting. And you're a doctor. You know the inherent danger that comes along with fighting. We could talk about concussions, brain damage, things like that. But just in general, you know, broken noses, broken orbitals, things like that. Like, how do you approach this as a doctor, you know, going in knowing the danger that is involved with, with a sport like this? Because, uh, again, you don't play fighting. Damon, life's inherently dangerous. Um, whatever we choose to do, whether it's crossing the street, driving to work, taking an airplane, going skydiving, there's inherent risks all around us. And the goal of any good doctor in guiding their patients is to balance those risks with their enjoyment of life. And for me, this is a risk that, that is calculated, that I'm willing to undertake for the passion of the sport. And to be frank, I'm not going to be a boxer for 10, 15 years and take continuous punishment. Um, if I do this, it's going to be for the next few years uh, as a really strong passion of mine to see how far I can go. 
So I think this is a, a risk I've calculated well with my family and friends. And for Chris, you know, th listen, you, you've been in there with, with, you know, great fighters, both at MMA and boxing. You know what the sport's all about. But, you know, in a way, you know, you're the pro here, right? You're the guy. You're the guy who's been in there and, and faced the competition. And, and Dr. Mike, for all intents and purposes, is a, you know, a celebrity kind of coming into boxing. Do you do you put any extra pressure on yourself going into a fight like this, knowing that, you know, you're the guy. You're the pro. You're the guy who's supposed to win. Nah, no extra pressure, you know. Um uh, I take my stuff very seriously, and, um, you know, I'm taking this fight, you know, and I'm going to get get it done with, and then, um, I, you know, I want to line myself up with a real fight after this and get back to fighting uh, high competition, and uh, I'm not overlooking this guy at all. I'm taking him seriously, and, uh, yeah, I plan on uh, getting in there, getting in the ring with, like, a, a vet, you know, someone like uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., uh, someone I was supposed to uh in talks with the fighting a while back and uh I would like to get in there with him or you know under under the real fighting banner uh, with uh, my team and the AR, you know what I mean so. yeah you, you you told me you told me after your last fight you know you actually said you know hey you would like to fight Jake Paul you would be down for that but do you see this as kind of like the one and done in terms of like the the influencer fights, you know, this is like the only time you want to do this. You want to move back to you know pro boxers, pro fighters after this. Uh, it doesn't even matter, you know. I've been fighting real fighters my whole career. Um, I'll fight anybody, so it's it's whatever. Uh, whoever wants to fight me, what's up? I ain't tripping. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Damon. Good stuff. Um, let's try Tony Morrow again. Let's see if his audio problems are fixed. Tony, go ahead. All right. Can, can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay, great. Uh, so this question is for both fighters. Um, what impression uh, do you want to leave on the boxing world, regardless of the results? Uh, and this question is for both of you guys. I want to leave it all on the table. Um, I know Chris is coming in to kick my ass. Uh, I want it no other way. I want stiff competition. Um, I think that's what the audience wants to see. We want to put on a good show. Uh, and I'm confident that Chris and I will deliver. And and, and Chris, uh, Sammy, what, uh, um, I know you have, uh, you, you just talked, spoke on some goals uh, that you have moving forward. What, what impression uh, would you like to leave on the boxing world uh, regardless of the results for this fight? Uh, I just want to show that uh, I'm a I'm a real boxer as well. You know, I've been in the game for a while now, and uh, it's just the beginning for me too, though. So, shit, I'm still I'm always gonna be fighting. I'm still young. I still got a lot in me too. So it's just the beginning. Thanks, Tony. Let's do one or two more. Uh, let's hear next from Mark Abrams of Abrams Boxing. Mark, go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, quick question for Dr. Mike. Uh, when most uh, of these influencers, they've been fighting other influencers and you did that in your first bout, you know, well, why uh, take the opportunity to fight, fight a real fighter when you probably could have fought another guy with millions of followers and, you know, uh, would draw up the same interest? Yeah, I think the, the point uh, is hammered home here in that I'm not looking for an easy fight. There are plenty of YouTubers that I could walk over 
uh, take the easy win, get viewership, boost my channel's performance. That's not what this is about. This is about trying to reach a, a challenge for myself that I set very early on uh, a year ago, and I continue to make that a reality. Again, not trying to do this for money, not trying to do this for clout. I know a lot of YouTubers are doing that, but this is something I've been passionate about. Even before starting boxing 10 years ago, um, from when I was six years old, I did Taekwondo for eight years. So martial arts, boxing, it's always been a way of life for me. And obviously I've never been a professional before, so I'm stepping it up considerably and I'm aware of the risks that come along with that. But it's truly the passion that drives me. And I guess quick question for Chris. Obviously he had the one fight. Did you see his fight? And if so, what did you think of him? What was that? I, I couldn't hear you. He had the one fight uh, um, previously. Did you see that fight? And what did you think of him as, as a fighter? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, I'm sure he's got some skills set, you know? So I'm taking him serious. Great. Let's uh, close it out with Caesar Seda. Caesar, please say which outlet you're with. Yes. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. <laughs> uh, Caesar Seda, Decision Dividida, America TV, Puerto Rico. My question is for Dr. Mike. Uh, sir, uh, you saying that you have a positive intention of uh, tell your 23 million followers a. Uh, to live to the to the intense, you know, to the maximum of their capacities, right? And that's the intention right there. But what about a uh, after it's all settled and done? Uh, if you if the the, the result come uh, adverse because you face reality that you getting involved in a in a sport that don't play, what is going to be the message? How are you going to change that message to those 23 million looking at you? thinking that they can risk their life like you uh, living to the extent? Yes, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think that the result doesn't change the goal. Uh, whether or not I succeed or fail as the result, it's the journey that has to be the learning process. It's the fact that you're willing to take on a calculated risk, to work hard, to train hard, to be respectful. Um, you know, it's easy for a lot of these um, fighting press conferences and YouTube fighters to devolve into name calling, shit talking. But I think it's when you're respectful, you train hard, you work hard. That's what the audience really wants to see. That's the journey they want to come along with you on. So result being positive or negative is not how I judge the success of this fight. Thank you, sir. Great answer. All right. Thanks to the media for those great questions. I'm going to send it back to Brian Custer. Brian. Okay, Mitch. Thank you very much. Uh, as we wrap this up, uh, Dr. Mike and Chris, uh, we want to give you guys uh, an opportunity to give us a final statement here as we move on to the next fight. But, Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, give us a final statement because the next time we're going to see you is going to be in October 29th. It's going to be fight week and fight night. Uh, so let the people know what should they expect when you step into the ring. Um, I plan on putting on a good show, you know, and uh... – you guys, well, oh, everyone has to find out and see, but uh, I plan on going out there and uh, getting the knockout. So, we'll see you guys October 29th. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Chris. Best of luck to you. Look forward to seeing you on Fight Week. Dr. Mike, same question to you. Give you a final word here. 
uh, let the people know what should they expect when you step into the ring on October 29th. October 29th, not only a fantastic main event, but a packed undercard. Me and Chris are going to go toe-to-toe. He's going to try to get that knockout. I'm going to try and prescribe my hands, suspend my prescription pad for a second, and instead uh, prescribe that KO. <laughs> I love it. All right, Dr. Mike, Chris Avila, we appreciate your time. Of course, they talked about the other uh, fight that you're going to see on this pay-per-view card, and it was one that I had talked about at the very beginning. Uh, you're going to be seeing the fighting teenage sensation, Ashton Silva, one of the newest fighters, 7-0. and He's got seven knockouts, stepping up in competition, taking on Braulio Rodriguez out of the Dominican, who is 20-4. He's got 17 knockouts. This fight is scheduled for eight rounds. It will be fought at a catch weight of 133. So uh, let's start with Ashton. Let's bring him in. And Ashton, if you would, give us an opening statement to the boxing public who's watching this on your fight with Braulio Rodriguez. Hey, how you doing? And first off, I want to thank, thank you know everybody to put this together. Jake Paul, MVP, uh, Showtime. Um, you know, my team that's behind me. So that's a blessing. You know, this is a big opportunity that I'm going to take advantage of and you know, put on a, a fantastic performance. Thank you very much, Ashton. Again, unbeaten, 7-0. and All seven of his wins have come by knockout. But he's going to take on Braulio Rodriguez out of the Dominican. He's 20-4. and 17 of his victories have come by knockout. Braulio, if you would... Uh, give us an opening statement on what we should expect when you take on uh, Ashton. And I know we have Martin Bader here as well uh, for the translation. Thanks, Brian. Uh, so, entonces, Braulio, contanos, ¿cómo son tus sensaciones? Un mensaje inicial que quieras dar a la gente de cara a esta gran pelea. Bueno, primeramente me, me siento bien, por la gracia de Dios. Estamos trabajando fuerte para tratar de hacer buen trabajo. Y luego darle las gracias a ustedes por esta rueda de prensa, esta entrevista muy importante para mí, dándome a conocer cada día más la carrera y dándole las gracias a la promotora por eh, hacer ese combate con este muchacho. Ahí ganará el mejor, el que mejor esté en condición, el que mejor esté preparado y el que Dios quiera que Dios, que Dios gane. Pero nos sentimos bien, gracias a Dios. Uh, well, first of all, uh, I want to thank everyone from the press and fans uh, to the promotion and Showtime for having me here and allowing me to display my talents. And, you know, this is going to be a, a great fight. It's going to come down to who uh, takes care of the details best and who's, who's the most ready to fight when the, time, when the time comes. But the goal is to give the fans a great fight and to show that Brady Rodriguez is, is here to stay. Fantastic. Uh, guys, I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions, and then we'll allow members of the media to ask you some questions again. Uh, by, by the way, again, members of the media, just hit the raise your hand icon here on the Zoom, and we will acknowledge you so you can ask your questions. Ashton, I'll start with you. Tell me why. You know, listen, you're still relatively young in your career. Why would you take the next step against a guy who's already had, what, 24 fights and has fought the elite like Ryan Garcia and Braulio Rodriguez? I mean, the team, um, I mean, we come together as a team, you know, figure out what opponent is best for, you know, my career path. 
And of course, I don't want to rush anything. Um, and, you know, I'm only 18 years old, so I don't want to like put anything past, you know, the the speed that we're going. But we we all felt like this was a great uh, step up in my fight. Um, every fighter that I fought was a, a step up. Every you know, um, every fight that I took, and this was you know, I think pretty a pretty good fight for you know a pay per view. And it will let me showcase my talents and show that, you know, while I'm built for this and groom from, you know, eight years old till now. Um, Braulio, you know, you, it's been a while since you fought. I think it's been almost wait, basically three years since we've seen you in the ring. Tell us why. Why, why the big span of inactivity? Uh, Braulio, hace cuando que no pelea, como tres años, ¿verdad? Este... Tengo que no peleo eh, dos años. Dos años. Después de Ian García me hice campeón nacional de República Dominicana y peleé. Y gané, gracias a Dios. Uh, ¿Y por qué, por qué tanta inactividad entonces desde dos años para acá? Porque tenía una, una, un, un pequeño controversia con los promotores. Con la promotora que yo estoy ahora, yo no estaba. Estoy con una promotora nueva y. Estamos arreglando algunos asuntos y gracias a Dios todo salió bien porque firmar con, con otra promotora, con Samsung, eh, perdón, con Nelson Promosa. Uh, well, you know, uh, first of all, it's been two years since I fought last and, you know, I feel, I feel good right now. The reason that I didn't fight for so long was because I have a bit of a conflict, I had a bit of a conflict with uh, my promotion at the time. Uh, fortunately, it's all straightened out now, no worries. I'm happy with Nelson Promotions and Ready to roll on October 29th. Mm. Uh, Ashton, you know, so many people are going to be watching uh, this fight. You know, obviously, when Jake fights, uh, that certainly brings a big draw. And now when you have the star power, two of Anderson Silva, um, that is going to just increase uh, the viewership. What kind of message, then, are you trying to send that night on October 29th? And specifically, what weight division? Um, the message I'm trying to send is that I'm built for this and that, like I was telling you earlier, that I've been groomed since, you know, the amateurs, you know, going overseas, fighting different type of fighters, uh, even, you know, starting off in Mexico at 16 years old, just uh, everything that is the lead and build up to, you know, where I'm at right now. And um, the message is going to be sent on October 29th. And what weight division do you see yourself? Um, what, the weight division is 132. For, uh, so you see yourself for, more like lightweight, 130, featherweight, uh, right 126? Now, right now we're kind of like, uh, you know, figuring it out because, you know, like I said, I'm 18 years old and, you know, my body is changing. Um, you know, I'm, you know, thinking I'm still able to make 126, but, you know, like I said, I'm 18 years old. My body's, you know, fluctuating and, um, you know, I'm thinking lightweight. That's, you know, that's where all the big names are at right now. Hopefully we get right there, but I always keep talking about trying to rush my career and, you know, we're working towards whatever's best fit for me. Got it. Got it. Braulio, I know you're a veteran in this sport and you know the deal when basically you've been, when you get chosen to fight someone who's an up and comer, it's because they believe that that young up-and-comer can beat you. 
What do you say then to, let's say, the Jake Paul team who chose you as an opponent on October 29th? Bueno, eh, Braulio, vos sos un veterano de mil batallas, ¿verdad? Pero, ¿qué pasa? Cuando eligen a un joven prometedor de, de, esta, de este aspecto, que digamos, es porque creen que te va a poder vencer. Entonces, ¿qué mensaje le mandarías al equipo de Jake Paul sobre el oponente que, al que tenés enfrente y tus posibilidades de vencerlo? Bueno, estamos, eh, gracias a Dios, después de la derrota con Rian García, Hemos madurado un poco más, estamos humildemente más tranquilos, eh, trabajando fuertemente, trabajando cada día más. Por cierto, estoy haciendo la entrevista aquí donde un amigo, como un hermano mío, eh, JR Celular, Jonathan, eh, doy un fuerte abrazo siempre por su consejo y eso. Y volviendo al tema que le estoy diciendo, eh, me siento bien, me siento en condición y es una tremenda prueba para él. Y nada, solo puedo decirle que el mundo del boxeo sabe de mi talento, como para esa pelea de Rian García, yo no estaba 100% entrenado, me llamaron faltando 11 días. No son excusas, perdí como un macho, perdí como un guerrero. Rian García, eh, tremendo peleador, ¿sabe? Eh, creo que Dios me castigó también porque lo menosprecié, lo reempujé y Dios no va con eso. Cada, de 100 gente, el 99% que hace eso de humillar al otro, aunque tenga talento, pierde como, porque Dios lo castiga. Eh, le pedí perdón hasta a Dios, le pedí perdón a él en la entrevista. Y me siento bien, me siento humildemente, me siento más tranquilo, me siento más entrenado. Eh, tengo, me estaba preparando, por cierto, en Nueva York cuando se canceló la pelea del 6 de agosto. Y quiero decirle a, a Aston Silver que tenemos eh, un show en este evento el 29 y que gane el mes. Uh, well, you know, uh, first of all, I feel like it's night and day compared uh, to when I fought against Ryan Garcia. I'll be honest with you. Uh, when when I fought against Ryan, I underestimated him. I didn't prepare the way I should have. I'm not making any excuses. I had I did have 11 days to prepare for that fight, but that's not an excuse. I know that you know God punished me in a way for having uh, overlooked uh, how dangerous it could be, how how much of a qualifier Ryan Garcia truly is. So. Now I'm centered, I'm more mature, I'm ready, I'm ready to show my best version on October 29th. And, you know, I want, I, I want my opponent and all the fans to know that, hey, let's put on a great show. That's, that's the goal on October 29th. I'm not about to make the same mistakes twice, and I take him very seriously. I know I'm ready, I know I, know I can be the best, the best I can be, but in the end, it's really, it's really up to me, and I want to show how much progress I've made ever since that Ryan Garcia fight. Hmm. Uh, Ashton, what he said, quite simply, let me ask you this. Will the knockout streak continue? Yes, it will definitely continue. Um, I mean, that's what we're looking forward to. I mean, I'm not going in there, you know, just, uh, that's, you know, that's my mindset of just um, take him out the first round. But if it comes, it comes. But like I said, it, it will continue, more, you know, 99% of the time it will. Watch his fight with Ryan Garcia. What did you, what did you think? Uh, I mean, he's an experienced fighter. He knows, you know, different techniques. Um, so, you know, just to, I feel like, survive and, you know, throw off someone's tactics. But at the end of the day, I feel like he's, you know, low-key a sloppy fighter. And... Uh, 
you know, that, that's what I more than likely is sloppy and in a way a dirty fire from what I saw uh, from Ryan Garcia fight. But we will see, you know, October 29th. Every time I step in the ring with somebody, you know, the fight style kind of changed. Um, I'm not too sure why. Maybe, you know, it's my fight style against theirs, but, you know, we'll see the difference. Martin, if you could, uh, could you get Braulio's uh, response to what he, uh, you just heard? Of course, yeah. Braulio, eh, bueno, acá Ashton dijo que él, que él definitivamente está convencido de que te va a noquear y que su racha de knockouts va a seguir vigente. Y eh, te llamó, te, te dominó como un boxeador experimentado, pero a la misma vez descuidado. Un, un boxeador que no, que no toma los recados que debería. ¿Qué, ¿Qué tenés para responderle sobre lo del knockout y sobre la, lo que él cree que es la descripción sobre vos? Eh, no, yo tengo para responderle. Normalmente me siento tranquilo, me siento bien, gracias a Dios. Eh, yo, soy, yo soy un campeón. Para, yo, para, a donde yo he llegado es porque tengo talento. La única derrota que tengo es con Rian García, que me descuidé, me confié y el mundo del museo sabe de mi talento. He peleado de eliminatoria de título mundial, he estado en los mejores del mundo, franqueado en los mejores de mi peso. Y le digo a Aston Silver que si él lo cree así, en el ring se sabe el 29, ¿me entiendes? Si él está para noquearme, yo voy a una cosa, a, ma a, ma a matarlo o a morir. O me noquea o lo noqueo. Yo sé que eso no va a llegar a decisión porque es una tremenda oportunidad también para mí para darle un poco más de rating a mi carrera. No digo que lo voy a noquear, que lo voy a, que voy a hacer nada, simplemente quiero que quiero ganar, sea de cualquier vía, y que gane el mejor. Él está diciendo que él es mejor, que yo soy bueno, que yo soy experimentado, pero que él me va a noquear. Bueno, dejémoslo con su palabra, yo me siento conforme, solamente tengo el mejor maestro, que es papá Dios, está al lado de Dios, estoy humildemente, he madurado bastante, Estoy tranquilo, me estoy preparando bien, me estoy alimentando bien. Duré un tiempo entrenándome en Estados Unidos, lo tengo en Dominicana. Y que gane el mejor, el 29 de octubre, se sabrá. Ashton, uh, uh, with all the respect, you can, say, you can say whatever you want. And what I do agree that this fight isn't going to reach the judges because it's going to be do or die. You knock me out or I knock you out. I'll tell you what, I'm a champion. And I know what I'm doing inside the ring and I know exactly what I need to do in order to come out victorious in this fight. So I, you know, I see your confidence. I see what you're saying. So let's see what happens inside the ring on October 29th. The rest is, is pure talk. I'm a, I'm a champion and I only had one loss in my career against Ryan Garcia. And I overlooked that fight. I underestimated that fight. Like I said before, not going to make that same mistake again. And I'm going to prove my worth when it comes to facing you. I'll tell you what, this fight is going to be really good. Um, fiery, uh, all action. Can't wait for it. Uh, Ashton, before I let the members of the media ask you guys some questions, I got to get your take. What's going to happen in the main event? Claude Anderson Silva. Who's winning that fight and why? Uh, I feel like it's going to be a tough fight, like, you know, the one I'm fighting. But... Uh, you know, Silva is, you know, is good with the hands. He's, you know, he's not no regular MMA fighter, I feel like. And, you know, he has four professional fights. But I feel like at the end of the day, um, you know, I think the age, you know, father time will catch up. And, um, you know, I think Jake got in the bag. Like it. Okay, I know there's members of the media who want to ask you guys some questions. So let me bring in Mitch Aberson again uh, from Showtime. And uh, he's going to allow members of the media to ask you guys some questions. So, Mitch, I'll turn it over to you. 
Thanks so much, Brian. Great discussion here. Uh, media members, if you have a question, please raise your hand virtually. We're going to start things off with Salvador Rodriguez. Salvador, please identify your outlet. Oh, we lost Salvador. Oh, hold on. Salvador, are you there? Chava, ¿nos escuchas? Sí, escucho, sí. No, 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 está, no, no, la idea para Chava, de que está para la pregunta. I don't think he can hear us, Mitch. Let's move on. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll text. I'll text him, and we can and we can move on to the next question. He will be back. Sorry, Brian. I'm having a IT issue here with the media. Give me one second. Martin, if if you have. Uh to the media members, if you can allow them, or GAF, if you can allow them, just bring up the next person and uh, have them identify themselves so they can ask their question. Uh, I don't have access to it, but, uh, uh, Brian, but uh, we're, we're working on it. Give me, give us one second to yeah. start this IT issue. Yeah, I don't have abilities to unmute people, only to mute them. Yeah, we're working on it. Just give us one second. This will all be prompted. Be uh, be prompted soon. I think Tony might be able to deliver a question. In, in the meantime, let me let me ask him. Hey, Braulio, you seem very spirited. How anxious are you, especially from the American boxing public? Are you anxious to wipe away that memory of that Ryan Garcia fight? See, let people see the true Braulio Rodriguez. Uh, bueno, Braulio, eh, estás eh, ansioso, pero de una buena manera, por demostrar que la pelea contra Ryan García está en tu espejo retrovisor y que hay un nuevo Braulio Rodriguez listo para triunfar. Eh, con el favor de Dios, estamos más, más enfocados, entrenados y con el favor de Dios. Buen trabajo, sabe. A Tom Silva le doy eh, respeto, tremendo boxeador que viene creciendo, con la espuma, que van a tener, hay que tenerlo en cuenta. A Tom Silva, eh, mi respeto para él. Y he madurado mucho. Eso de Rian García, he madurado bastante porque eh, con Rian García se me subió el ego. Eh, eh, me atraparon, no es no, no excusa, ¿sabes? No hay excusa. Me atraparon sin condición. Faltando 11 días me llamaron para pelear con Rian García. Five, ¿me entiendes? Y nada, no me pusieron una pistola en la cabeza. Yo quise cogerla porque quise cogerla. Pero ya otra vez eso no me pasa. Pero me siento bien, me siento, me siento ready. Y lo que puedo decir es que voy a matar o morir, ¿me entiendes? Uno de los dos va a salir victorioso. Solamente da igual que no se confíe porque... A veces la confianza es del peligro, ¿me entiendes? Él tiene que saber 
la calidad de boxeador, de boxeador que yo soy, aparte de la pelea de Rian García, él tiene que ver todas las otras peleas que yo tengo también, que él ha ganado por un nocao, atento a mi talento, primeramente por la gracia de Dios, es porque tengo talento. Estaba rankeado los mejores del mundo, rankean porque tengo talento. ¿me Entonces, sí, eh, no tengo muchas cosas que decir. He madurado, tuve humildemente tranquilo, me siento bien, gracias a Dios, estamos, nos estamos terminando de preparar aquí en República Dominicana. Y nada, vamos para adelante. Uh, you know, uh, first of all, you know, uh, when it comes to the Ryan Garcia fight, uh, again, not making excuses with the 11-day notice or anything like that. I was not in the proper shape. I overlooked the fight, underestimated it, and I paid the price. But I have also won plenty more fights by knockout. I, I don't think I should be defined just by that, by that one loss. And like I mentioned before, I'm more mature now. I'm in another, I'm in, I'm in another station of life where I feel at ease, at peace, and, and I'm in a, in a great physical and mental shape right now. Ashton Silva is going to be a great opponent, and I think that we're going to be ready to put on a, like a, a great show for everybody. And, and when, it comes, when it comes time to prove my worth, trust me, I'm going to be able to show that, that I am willing and able to, to, to show that, that Bradley Rodriguez is, is the real deal. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian, if you want to, I have uh, Chava's questions while we wait for the technical issue to, to be resolved. Chava, uh, Chava has a question for each. If you want to, I can ask it on, on his behalf. Yeah, one, one, one second. Ashton, what, what do you believe a victory over Braulio does for you in your career? Um, of course, I think it just puts me, you know, to the next stage, you know, that, in the path that I'm headed towards. Um, and I feel like every fighter that I fight is, is going to put me in the next stage. So, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. And it's going to, you know, the um, and the event that I'm fighting on is – you know, in front of all these, you know, I don't know how many, but I figure, you know, it's just like 15,000, you know, people, but, you know, it's going to put me, you know, out there. And I feel like that's, that's another thing. That's a, another plus for me. Fantastic. Mitch, are, uh, have we gotten those IT problems rectified? I'm, I'm still having issues, but I think I, someone else on our team can handle Chris. I, I believe we do, Brian. This is Chris de Blasio here. Uh, Chava, Salvador Rodriguez, if you're available and you can hear us, please unmute yourself and go ahead with your question. Okay, okay. Are you hearing me, guys? We have yeah. you now. Thank you. Okay, I have a couple of questions. First, Braulio Rodriguez. Mi estimado Braulio Rodriguez, un placer saludarte. Eh, ¿Sientes alguna motivación especial sobre este buen momento que están viviendo los peleadores dominicanos? Eh, Edwin de los Santos, la gente decía que, que no tenía posibilidades contra el Rayo y terminó ganando. Héctor García, campeón del mundo. Eh, Alberto Puello, campeón del mundo. Quizá este sábado Carlos Adames también sea campeón del mundo. Eh, ¿Sientes que, que ha sido eh, un gran momento y quieres alargarlo? Dame un segundo que, que, que traduzco la pregunta, Braulio. Eh, the question for Braulio is uh, that Dominican boxing is having a historic moment right now. Uh, you know, Radio Valenzuela underestimated De Los Santos, paid the price, lost. Hector Garcia, world champion, on the same day as Pueyo. And then Adames could also be crowned potentially as a world champion uh, this weekend. So uh, how do you feel about joining that exclusive club? Uh, adelante, Braulio. Eh, es muy buena racha para nosotros, los dominicanos, gracias a Dios. Como le digo, 
a veces, eh, mira, Edwin de los Santos era, estaba, estaba el rayo Valenzuela, 10 a 1 a favor, y nadie confió en él. Ah, esa es otra mona que le traen, ¿entiendes? Y mira cómo dio el palo, ganó. Eh, Alberto Cuello también ganó. Eh, Héctor Luis García también ganó. Y eh, vuelvo lo que le digo a, a, a Tom Silver, que yo, con el favor de Dios, eh, voy en busca de esa victoria. Una victoria sé que es un, es un paso fuerte, pero voy con en mira a buscar esa victoria con el favor de Dios, con el respeto que él se merece, humildemente, sin que a nadie, y que se prepare. Y él tiene que saber que yo soy un boceador, porque no solo se puede fijar en la, en la derrota que yo tuve con Rian García, tiene que saber que yo soy un boceador, que soy boceador y también se pega. Claro, esa pelea de Rian García dice muchas payasadas, muchas cosas que no debía de hacer. Pero aparte de todo eso, tengo talento, soy bueno. Y el 29, eh, que no se confíe, ¿sabe? Que no se confíe que el momento hablará solo. Uh, Chava, I totally agree with you as far as the Dominican side of it goes. Uh, look at how De Los Santos, he was an underdog. How, uh, what were the odds on him? And he came out with the win. Pueyo uh, and Garcia, they were, they were great. They proved why they, why they are champions. And I hope that I can, I can join that club now by proving that I am a, a quality <laughs> fighter. With all due respect to, to Silva, who said that he wants to knock me out. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fighter, I'm a boxer, I'm a professional that has a lot of talent. And yes, against Ryan Garcia, I did a, a, a lot of clownish things, things that I shouldn't have done. And I realized that. But I, the talent is still intact. And I know that what I can do on October 29th uh, can, be, can be replicated. So, you know, I hope to continue on that Dominican line of success and make everyone proud. That's my goal. Uh, thank you so much, Alan, for Ashton. Ashton, uh, nice to meet you, my friend. Uh, what a platform for, for you this, this uh, October 29th, right? Uh, we have... We have uh, this weekend uh, Fundora Fundora Ocampo. The next weekend we have uh, uh, the the comeback for for Dante Wilder. But it's really special for for everyone having uh, Jake Paul versus uh, versus Anderson Silva. So, what means for you this platform? Um, this is something I dreamed of. So, it's, of course, it's gonna be big. Um, this is my you know eighth fight and well ninth and um you know being on this platform right here is gonna you know put me on the next stage and show everybody who you know h2o is um for for, for final for me uh give me your opinion of the uh having jake paul introducing in boxing right now as a promoter as a manager and right now as a as a fighter wait say it again i'm sorry you said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What is your opinion about the Jake Paul uh, in boxing? We have like the face oh, of a um, promoter, manager, and right now like, like a boxer, like a fighter. Yeah, I mean, Jake Paul is a great guy. You know, um, just, you know, him, meeting him as a person, you know, he's great. You know, he uh, teaches me the game, you know, boxing and, and outside of boxing. So, you know, he's more like, you know, a brother to me. And, um, you know, promotion-wise, I mean, you see kind of where I'm at, you know, my night fight and, you see where Amanda is at and himself. So, I mean, you know, there's just examples right there for you to see. Okay, thank you so much. Gracias, Braulio. Just the best for you guys. Thank you. Gracias, Chava. Thank you very much. Let's go next to Mr. Mark Abrams. Mark? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Um, 
question question for Ashton. Uh, talk about how the relationship uh, you got with Jake Paul, how you guys got uh, on his radar, and uh, you know, uh, which led you to eventually signing with him. Uh, I mean, the that question right there, it's um, I feel like it's kind of more so for Jake, but from what I've heard and what he's uh, told me, you know, he's watch, been watching me since I think I was 17 years old. Um, I think before the Tyrone Willie fight, and I was, I remember I was supposed to be on the card, but it was depending where it was going to be, uh, you know, showcased that. But ever since then, um, he kind of had an eye on me. So I think after, you know, my my last fight, no, two fights, uh, two fights ago, after two fights ago, um, you know, they, they are his team and uh, himself reached out to my father and you know, my team. You know, we kind of went from there. And, and uh, I guess a, a follow up to that, you, being that you're the first uh, male fighter, you know, along with uh, Amanda who previously signed with him, uh, you being the first male fighter to sign with him, uh, does that add any extra pressure to you? Uh, I mean, no, not at all. Like, I've been, you know, in the spotlight since, you know, eight years old, uh, recognized by Floyd at an early age, at eight. So, first first month in boxing. So, uh, I don't think there's any pressure from here on out. I mean, I've been dealing with, you know, this type of stuff, you know, from my family and friends, you know, the, the city. So, it, stuff like this doesn't bring any pressure to me. Thank you. Okay, Mark, thank you. Let's go next to Adriana Noriega with Fox Deportes. Adriana, if you can unmute, go ahead, please. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Adriana Noriega with Fox Deportes and ABN Sports. My first question is for Ashton. Um, Ashton, Brolio mentioned that he's coming in with the mentality of do or die, or I'll knock you out, or you knock me out. How do you visualize this fight on uh, coming up? Uh, I envision it as me knocking him out. Um, I don't see myself, you know, um, on the other side of the table. But, I mean, I respect him, of course. And um, the other side of respect, you know, it's been earned. He has to earn it uh, by showing up. And for, you know, him to say that, you know, that's, that's a great thing because I feel like my other fighters that I fought, you know, they're to bring, you know, the type of pressure he is going to bring. So it's going to be exciting to play, and I can't wait. Thank you, thank you. And I, I have, I do have a question for Braulio. Braulio, una pregunta para ti. Cuéntame de la motivación sobre tener una victoria sobre Ashton. ¿Qué diría el mundo del boxeo que que todavía sigue Braulio, que todavía tienes bastante en el tanque? Sería mi carrera. Con el favor de Dios, un buen paso para mi carrera. Todavía estoy joven, me quedan varios años, ¿sabes? Eh, tengo talento, estamos preparándonos físicamente y mentalmente, estamos cada día más madurando más humildemente y creo que sería un buen paso para mí ganarle a este muchacho para darme a, más a conocer de lo que me han conocido. Uh, the question from Adriana was uh, regarding uh, Braulio's motivation uh, to prove that he's truly back uh, by defeating Ashton Silva and uh, Braulio was saying that we, you know, like we're just preparing to stay to stay humble and preparing the best way that we can to prove that that we can be considered for big things in the future and that we are and that we are back. 
but the main goal is is to continue maturing, to continue being mentally and physically ready, and to prove that that way we can indeed defeat uh, Silva. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Adriana. I think we have time for just one or two more. Uh, let's try Mr. Rory Robinson. Rory? Rory Robinson, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. All right, Rory from Boardroom TV. A uh, question for both fighters here. Ashton, you can lead off. Uh, both of you guys have records uh, records stacked with KOs. Uh, this fight is virtually being built from both of your previous showcases of your explosiveness in your hands. Uh, will you be disappointed if you don't get a KO, or will you just be happy getting a win against a tough opponent? Ashton, you can start first. I will, I will be happy with, you know, just putting out a great performance. That's, you know, that's my mindset. A knockout is not too much of my um of my worry like i said i just want to put on a great performance and showcase my action skills uh bueno braulio la pregunta del periodista era de que si obviamente vos tenés la reputación de ser un artista en knockout pero te decepcionaría no conseguir el knockout y ganar por por puntos o te da lo mismo ashton dijo que quiere ganar eh, como sea obviamente busca el knockout pero en su caso quiere ganar como sea. ¿Estás de acuerdo o vos vas a buscar el knockout sí o sí? Yo estoy también de acuerdo. Yo voy a buscar la pelea como Dios me la manda. Si salió el knockout mejor, mejor. Y si gané por decisión, mejor también. Lo importante es la victoria. Y vuelvo y les repito al mundo del boxeo. Quiero pedirle disculpas nuevamente, como le pido disculpas al mundo del boxeo por la pelea que tuve con Rian García, que no lucí perfectamente bien. Eh, fallecí mucho, que yo mismo me veo a veces... Eh, eh, en la pelea digo, wow, yo hice esto, hice aquello. Le pido disculpas, ¿sabes? Los egos se me subieron, eh, lo menosprecié, lo humillé, ¿sabes? Y de 100 boxeadores, vuelvo y les repito, los 100 que hacen eso, por más talento que tengan, Dios lo castiga y pierde. Yo me siento bien físicamente y mentalmente, estoy más humilde, estoy más maduro. Y les repito a Héctor Silver que vaya bien preparado, que vaya ready, porque en esta pelea yo voy a matarlo o morir. Quiere decir que voy, voy por, por, por los por la victoria o como sea, pero la quiero, sea por no causa, por decisión, ¿me entiendes? Con el respeto que él se merece, ¿sabe? Tremendo boxeador, tremendo talento que va subiendo de Estados Unidos, le doy su respeto, sin menospreciarlo, ¿sabe? Y nada, que gane el mejor, porque él quiere ganar, yo también. Entonces, los dos no podemos ganar, uno solo es que va a ganar. Uh, look, I want to win, no matter what, I don't care if it's via, via knockout or with the judges because I respect Ashton a lot, I know he has tremendous talent, and it's not gonna be easy, but I'm gonna go in there, do or die, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my arm raised in the end. I don't, I don't care how, really. And I do want to apologize to, the, to boxing as a whole for the way that I fought against uh, Ryan Garcia. Like I said before, I did some stupid things. I was a clown at times during that fight, and 100% of the time, you're gonna get punished for that as far as karma, you know, as far as karma goes, as far as as far as far how you comport yourself. So I'm a different person now, and I want to I, I wanna show that I'm different and that I can win by taking this fight seriously with humility and with respect for both my opponent and everybody watching it, because you're going you're gonna to enjoy a great fight. I'm going to win no matter what. Thank you both for your time. Thank you. thank you, Rory, and thank you, Martin. Nice job there. Um, all right, our last one here, Brian. Uh, let's go to Tony Morrow. Tony, I see two of you. I want to make sure. Oh, because I, I, I was on my laptop. Go ahead. Last one. Go ahead. 
Okay, great, great, great. Can you hear me? Great. Um, so uh, first question uh, for Braulio. Um, uh, wait, first of all, oh yeah, hermano. <laughs> uh, are you looking at his age and experience or his skill set uh, with your approach to your game, with, with your, to your approach to your game plan uh, versus Ashley? So the question is more about like if he's if he's if he's inexperienced or, or yeah, whether he's is more he, talented. Yeah, is, is this game plan geared around the age and experience, or and and how he views a young fighter, or is he actually preparing for Ashton based on his skill set and what he's and what he actually he's seeing in the ring? Cuando preparas tu estrategia para enfrentar a Ashton, te enfocas más en lo que es la edad y quizás la falta de experiencia de Ashton o más en lo que es su talento y su capacidad boxística? Me concentro más en que todavía Ashton, con el respeto que él se merece, no ha peleado con la categoría de un boxeador como yo. ¿Me entiende? Que soy experimentado. Le llevo varios años, sí, soy experimentado. Eh, no se enfoquen en la pelea de Rian García. También enfóquense que de 20 peleas yo tengo 18 por nocao, ¿me entiendes? Entonces, yo creí que yo pego un 95%, ¿me entiendes? Que se, se, se enfoquen en los KO, ¿me entiendes? Que no se enfoquen eh, en la pelea de Rian García, que todo el, mundo tiene su, todo el mundo tiene su mala noche en el boxeo. Yo creo que el primer boxeador del mundo que levante su mano que no te haya tenido una mala noche. Eso fue una mala noche, una mala noche para mí. Eh, menosprecié a Rian García... Eh, que no me voy a cansar de decirlo, payasé mucho y eso es algo que me salía, en verdad. Yo mismo me digo que eso es algo que le salía porque lo menosprecié, lo humillé, eh, me puse de bocón y en verdad todos esos negociadores que son así no llegan. Fíjense, en toda mi pelea que tengo antes de Rian García, la he ganado y he subido humildemente y he hecho mi trabajo, ¿me entiendes? A esto sirve, ¿sabe? Que no se confíe, que no se confíe, que yo estoy preparándome bien, estoy fuerte sin menospreciar. Yo quiero la victoria, sea como sea, sea por nocaut, sea por decisión, con el favor de Dios, ¿sabe? y con el respeto que él se merece. Yo lo que quiero cada día más es cambiar y que la gente sepa que de esa derrota de Rian García yo aprendí mucho, ¿me entiendes? Y él tiene que saber que va con un boxeador. Porque yo he peleado y si he estado arranqueado los mejores del mundo y he, he conseguido varios campeonatos, ok, mundial, no. Es porque tengo talento, ¿me entiendes? Si voy a pelear con él porque me están echando con él porque tengo talento, ¿me entiendes? Que no se confíe, ¿me entiendes? Que a veces la, la sorpresa te, te llega de quien menos tú espera. Buenas tardes. Uh, my strategy is certainly focused on uh, Ashton's inexperience because he has never, ever fought against somebody of my caliber, of my experience. Uh, put the Ryan Garcia fight aside, and I have a 95% knockout rate, 18 out of 20. And Ashton, don't get cocky because, you know, if you do, then, you know, boxing and life will surprise you in the ways that you least expect it. I have first-hand experience on that in the way that I underestimated that, that Ryan Garcia fight. In, on my end, I am just going to prove that my experience could be the deciding factor in a fight that will have not just one, but, but many different uh, key aspects of it for me to, uh, to, to end up with a win. Great, great. Um, and then for Ashton, um, uh, be, if, to be successful and get a win against an opponent that uh and and and, and in the grand style that I, I i believe that you you want to uh, uh put uh put what kind of show you want to put on um beating an opponent that uh was that fought somebody that you may see further down the line um in your career of ryan garcia how how, how much 
uh, does your performance mean for your appeal and marketability uh, moving forward if you were to be successful? Man, it means a lot. That's why I kind of always say that I want to put on um, a fantastic, uh, phenomenal performance rather than just, you know, just having a knockout. Um, but I'm not, you know, of course, overlooking him. Um, mm. And I believe so that, you know, breaking him down will be the key to success in this fight. I don't think it'll be anything in the early rounds, but, you know, from previous fights, I feel like, you know, if I break him down, um, sooner or later, the knockout will come. Excellent. Uh, one, more, one more, one more, if, if you guys don't mind. Um, you've been uh, uh, training since the age of six. Um, you're a California boy. You got the California swagger. I, I understand it. I'm from the Bay Area, so I get it. <laughs> um, uh, you know, what would you say your influences are on your style of a fighter that you watched growing up? I mean, it's it's a mixture of all. Um, I'm growing up, you know, I started off, I think, you know, fighting like Floyd. You want to be just like Floyd. Then later on down the line, uh, being around, you know, different pro fighters, you know, I started picking up different things like Pacquiao, Adrian Broner. Um, you know, I mean, you can name it, just watching videos, just, uh, even Ryan Garcia, you know, everybody. And it's just all that mixture when it comes to, you know, me, H2O. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, thank you yeah. very much. Thank you. Uh, Ryan, back to you. Okay, okay. Uh, again, you got Ashton Silva, you got Braulio Rodriguez. Guys, we're going to give you the, the opportunity to give us a final comment here as we wrap this up. Braulio, let's start with you for the millions that will watch this fight, the thousands that will be in attendance. Uh, what can you guarantee us that we're going to get when you step into the ring on October 29th? Bueno, Braulio, van a haber miles de personas viéndote, viéndote pelear en Arizona. Van a haber muchas más viéndote por la televisión. ¿Qué les puedes garantizar de parte de Braulio Rodríguez el 29 de octubre? Que voy a hacer buen trabajo con el favor de Dios. Voy a hacer buen trabajo. A buscar la victoria de una u otra manera con el favor de Dios. Van a ver otro Braulio Rodríguez nuevo, cero payasería, tranquilo, serio en el ring y trabajando. Y, y con el ojo puesto... I can guarantee that you're going to see a serious and professional uh, Bradley Rodriguez on October 29th. No clowning around, uh, no silly stuff. You're going to see me fight from beginning to end like the capable fighter that I know I can be. Fantastic. Ashton, same for you. Final comment uh, for the millions that will be watching, the thousands that will be in attendance. What can you guarantee us that we're going to get we see you in the ring on October 29th against Braulio Rodriguez. You can guarantee me, you know, being victorious. Um, I mean, I want to mention that I'm from Long Beach, so that's going to play a huge role, you know, the support system behind it. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to he him, the fighter I'm fighting right now across the middle screen is going to feel the Long Beach impact that I have. And everybody else is watching. My family and friends are going to be, you know, in attendance to see what's going to go down October 29th. Fantastic. Best of luck to both of you. We certainly appreciate it. We appreciate all of you members of the media uh, who uh, watch this and ask their questions. Again, folks, it is Saturday, October 29th at the Desert Diamond Arena, formerly Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona, just, just outside of Phoenix. It is live. Showtime. 
pay-per-view. The main event, the problem child, Jake Paul, taking on the one of the GOATs, Anderson Silva, in the main event. All of this is being uh, co-produced by Showtime Pay-Per-View, Most Viable Promotions. The pay-per-view telecast, though, is being produced and distributed by Showtime Pay-Per-View. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. I'm Brian Custer. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great day.